Welcome to Confidence Leads to Success podcast. Get ready for your weekly dose of Confidence Booster with inspirational stories of women across the globe. The one and only podcast made to empower women through fashion, wealth, health, well-being and more. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Confidence Leads to Success with me, Elif Kyoset. I have got the most wonderful woman, Karen Dobres, here with me. I met her quite a few years ago, but I had always heard about her. And she's that kind of woman that you really would like to know and talk to her. And I know she has so much to tell. But what is so fascinating that what she, I, I'll leave the words to her because she is so good at telling her passion and ambition and how we really need to do our part for equal world. Welcome, Karen. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm very well. It's very nice to be here with you. And I'm especially wearing my Elif Cursor top, which is lovely white silk top that can go with anything. And it's very, very I am beautiful. wearing the black one with without knowing. <laughs> We're in rhythm. We are. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. So I'd like to tell a little bit about you to our audience. Karen has a unique voice on the Lewis Football Club board as she previously had no interest in football whatsoever. And this is why it's so fascinating to hear her story, because a lot of us would say, I don't have confidence. I don't know much about this, so I won't go and talk. I won't write my book, even though I have a story, because I'm not a writer. But everything in our this mindset this blocks us to do things that we want to do because we don't know anything about it this is a great story because you don't have to know if you if you have intentions to do good things you get to know you learn you just learn it on the way don't you I think that's true and I think there are loads of transferable skills aren't there that you could that you pick up in life or you pick up in your jobs that you do your careers and you can bring them to another job and I think that with my involvement in Lewis Football Club and I should say I'm I'm a I'm a director at Lewis Football Club. I'm one of eight people on the board, and we're elected as well. We're we're elected because it's a community-owned club, and all of the owners get to elect the directors. Um, I'm responsible, part responsible for the strategic direction and vision of the football club. And as Elif says, you know, people that knew me years ago, when I say those words that have just come out of my mouth would be laughing me under the table because they would be saying, why are you involved in football? And they would have good reason to say that because um, I never liked football. In fact, I didn't like football. I thought it was irrelevant to me. Um, I thought it was scary and I thought it was all about hooligans and um, overpaid Premier League football stars, you know, glamming it up in jacuzzis with, with uh, glamorous women or um, I was actually quite scared. I grew up in London and, and sometimes when a football match was on in Wembley, there would be people on the tube sort of, you know, drunk and shouting. And I, I just wanted to avoid it. I just didn't like anything about it. So the idea that I'm now a director of a football club is quite funny, but there's good reason for it. And um, I think that uh, 
let me get to the point. <laughs> the reason for it is that Lewis Football Club is the first and only club in the world to value its women's team equally to the men. In it the... gives me goosebumps, even though I know this, hearing it makes me so emotional. I know, it's kind of, it's so brilliant that Lewis does this and splits the playing budgets equally between both first teams. But it's also so shameful that we can say it's the first and only club to do it. And this was in 2017 and still, you know, we're the only club to do it. So it's... Um, it's yeah. a revolution and you will make a difference. But it's, it has to start somewhere. And I'm so proud that you've, you've done this as, as someone in my neighbour village here, <laughs> neighbour town. I know, we, we, we've kind of made history just down the road from Brighton, mm -hmm. haven't we, in Lewis? And, mm -hmm. you know, if you... If you if people don't know, the, the Dripping Pan is the name of the stadium where we play. I know Elif has been to visit Gorgeous. and it's just two minutes from the station in Lewis. And uh, we've, we have, you're right, we've, we've made history already, but we've got a lot more history to make, you know. And so the reason that I, I was interested is because I heard that Lewis FC had introduced this equality campaign. And I was surprised that, A, that this was the first club in the world to do this. And B, I didn't really know that women seriously played football. And I had to question myself, uh, you know, how come I don't know this? And what's women's football like then? Is it different to men's? And what's the vibe there? And I went to a match and I, I loved it. I, I just, I, I learned so much about myself, really, watching the women play football, uh, which, which sounds funny, but I was so fed up you know with the state of gender equality generally in the in mm -hmm. well let's say in the world because I suppose we, if we include the virtual environment then really that's the world as well and you know I'd seen you know lots of women on I don't know in pop videos and in X Factor and Love Island and all of these things and also just generally the statistics and the lack of self-esteem that girls young girls are growing up with in comparison to boys and I just when I saw the women play football I just thought this is the this is the antidote this is the way forward I want my daughter to come here and my son I want them both to see this and I want why because these women are focused on the ball they're confident you know they, they're kind of um, working in a team they're dynamic they're making this effort together and they're really really the, the way that they look or present is is not a priority. And that's, they don't care about that so much. They care about what they want to focus on. They're assertive. And these are the things that I, you know, I aspire to and that I wanted for my daughter, I suppose. And I, I just loved it. And I thought I've got to then I found out more about football. It's, it's such a male bastion, as, as most of us know. And it's not going to change unless more women get involved and are in decision-making positions. And, um, yeah, I thought... I remember. Um, I just remembered yeah. our first chat. That was back in 2017 at Mumpreneurs Networking Club. Do you remember? We were talking yeah. about the first football club and, and I was involved with a, a, a movie as a, as a costume designer mm. and we were, we were going to make football costumes, football outfit for 
get first uh, it the, the film movie was based in 1922 and yeah. the first football club and the girls made their first outfit with um a parachute fabric or something that's like right, that out of parachutes yeah that's <laughs> right and i remember our conversation that's how we met i mean yeah we did and it was so fascinating but and the reason for that and one of the things that i tell people about and i that more people need to know about is that women's football really took off during that time um yeah. and the reason it took off was because the men went to war and the women were making parachutes and making munitions in factories you know and break time they used to kick a ball about a bit in the yard and it took off and they started factory started to play factory and it was um they started to organize themselves into leagues these pioneering women you know really pioneering women First, they were ridiculed, you know, and laughed off the pitch, but they persevered. They were really resilient and they carried on. So that by the time the men came back from the war, the women were attracting crowds of tens of thousands to their matches. In fact, more than the men could muster up a few years later. And so the FA banned women from playing football. They said it was bad for them for gynecological reasons <laughs> to play football. And it's crazy, but this is what they said. They banned in the 70s, haven't they? 1971, yeah. something like they, that. They lifted the ban in 1971, but they that's didn't. Right. All that time, men's football had the monopoly. And that's what you see today is the leftovers of that monopoly because the women's game was decimated for all that time. And now the heroes of football are male. You know, if you if you look at our women footballers, you ask them who their heroes are, they're going to be men because they don't have those women role models that the girls of the future will have. Right. But right now, the, the professional women's footballers don't because it's just it's so sexist. What can I say? And so and the reason the reason, Elif, that I can be in this environment, even though I haven't known much about football in the past, and I can work and have impact there and really have confidence is that I know that every time someone thinks I'm an imposter, either because I'm a woman or because I don't know about football and I can't say, oh yeah, remember when Arsenal did that in 1975, I can't, I can't join in on those conversations, is because I know that if I don't stay, then nothing will change. And the fact that I don't know, and the fact that maybe I'm sometimes a little bit undermined in the environments I'm in, is actually proof to me that I'm needed. You know, it's like I'm the absorbing woman, like throw the criticism at me, throw the doubts, and I'll grow stronger. Because those are those things are the proof that I should be there. There's a way for women coming after me and I can ask those questions and I tell me I'm silly, you know, tell no, me. No, you're not at all. Not you're you. so inspiring. <laughs> this is why I call you leading the way. This is very important to be able to, to have the strength and resilience to take all that. And I can imagine as as far, you know, as much as I know Lewis Football Club and the directors and the whole board is brilliant and they are all after equalism, but I'm sure there are moments that you find it tough emotionally, you know, time. It's because you're you're a mother of two and and you know, you want to have a life, but you're also in, in these unknown, but you're still standing very straight, not just for you, for future, 
for the yeah. the girls for today, everybody. Yeah. And I find it fascinating. It's Thank you. Honestly, I'm in a the way I see it, the way I frame it is, and I'm in a totally privileged position here. I'm a custodian of a football club, which is a sacred community asset in, in my book, and I'm protecting it for future generations and for for and I'm trying to be a good ancestor, right? And it kind of comes from compassion and determination, really, those two things. Compassion for all the stories I hear now from the women footballers. They're worse and worse. I, I hear them and I'm just so pissed off, you know, with how they've been treated yeah. and how they've been trained to expect crumbs from the men's tables. And and also the system, the systemic structure of the game is, is you know, needs changing in terms of, um, you know, the wider game. But if... I just feel I'm I'm lucky to be in this position, and also, it's funny. You, I I will be resilient because the more that someone tells me I'm, you know, it's not the place for me, the more I realise it is. Because it's only those people that you don't. If you want to create change, you have to be thinking differently, huh? You have to do things differently, and you're only going to do that by increasing the diversity. And I'm making it a bit more diverse, I suppose. You know, so it's good. It's all good. You are doing a great job. This is why I find it so exciting. And and this story, you can take all these ladies, whoever is listening, who's finding themselves not enough and not quite right, not perfect. Don't wait for the right moment. There is never a right moment. There is never a perfect time. There is never a full, fulfilled you know everything moment just go for it build your confidence and if you think what you're doing is right for you for for and it's what you know and your your positioning is going to help other people and for your next generations this is what you're doing karen you're just standing for us you're you're protecting the future generations you're setting this setting an example and opening doors for women to be. Well, I just think I just think it's right. You know, I'm motivated by doing what I think is right and correcting an imbalance, an mm -hmm. artificially induced imbalance. You know, in, in football, um, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that I'm really, really confident, but I just I'm on a bit of a mission, to be honest. You know, I've changed the idea that you know girls need more self-esteem or confidence or that. I personally feel unsure or unsteady or you know, I, I've turned that into more of a mission to change it. And I'm sure that I'm on a path here. I can see the impact in girls' eyes in assemblies. You know, we're going to assemblies, say we're going to bring a footballer and I turn up with a woman footballer. I've done half the work, you know, and the boys and girls, they love it. You know, they love it, but they don't expect it because of gender stereotyping. Or I tell... I go to see, say, the Women's Institute or, you know, groups of women in, in different organisations and tell them about the FA ban on women's football and what Lewis FC are doing to address that imbalance. And they come along to matches and, and they love it. You know, <laughs> they come along to our women's matches. And I don't know, it's, it's quite different to a men's match. And so it's so it's exciting and it's inclusive. You can get autographs and you can yeah. talk to the players and we chant, we have a lot of fun chanting for the team and uh, we have Prosecco on tap, you know, and that's deliberately supposed to appeal to women. We, we wanted to appeal to women, but guess what? All the men love it. 
all the men are scoffing back the Prosecco on tap. So, yeah, we, we have a great time. And I'm so looking forward to this season starting because we can have crowds back again, you know. Yes, I know. I, I never managed to make the actual game because it's always because, as you know, I have a young child. He is now three. He would get it. Now he would, yeah. I would be able to bring him and he would enjoy watching the game. But it was always so difficult. And it always rained on the day. <laughs> I know. It's so we're weather dependent a bit, aren't we? But we have got covered terraces and it is still, you know, you oh, can it's, still... it's okay for me to come, but I yeah. would still bring my little boy with me. But when it's rain, it's so difficult, as you know. Mm -hmm. It's just, he would want to just run in the puddles and run with the footballers. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though that this is happening and so what could we do as individuals to support what your vision is how could we help oh, make this change grow faster and and then lewis football club doesn't stay as the only club still paying equally right well that's a great question i mean one thing that people can do is approach their local football club or their it could be a big club you know that they live near and ask them actually how, how much are they resourcing their women's teams? How do they advertise their games? How do they market their women's team? What are the stories behind their players? You know, things that it's quite possible that people don't hear nearly as much as they do about the men's team and the men's players. Ask them when are the matches? People need to know very simple <laughs> things like location and time, you know, and quite often people don't know when the women's matches are. And That's right. just, just literally ask them, the other thing that people can do is, I mean, become an owner of Lewis Football Club. It's £40 a year. We have 1,700 owners over 36 countries around the world. About half of those are in the sort of Lewis area. But half of them, you know, we, I mean, we have a Japanese supporters club now. We have people in Australia, people in America, people in Argentina, just all, all around the world who buy into the fact that we are we have a different way of doing things that is, you know, our ownership model and our governance model are um, designed to create value for people and we're not for profit. And that's something that really appeals to people about what football's really for. You know, it's not, it shouldn't be about selling loads of merch and, and selling loads of players at really high prices and churning out robotic footballers from academies where they've never learned how to be people they just have been on a strict timetable we people-centered we try to address issues in society via our football and our football and our campaigning go hand in hand you know the higher the platforms we can get for our campaigning the better it is and the better football we can play the higher those platforms will be so yeah, support us, become an owner of Lewis Football Club, become an owner of a football club or, or gift an ownership to somebody else, and which is a, it's a very nice thing to, to be it's a great, presented with a football club. <laughs> it's great to be, you know, for, for a football club that has made a history and you become the owner of it. Yeah. It's really good. I, we will put it on the interview notes, how they can do, yeah. and if you could give us the link, how they could actually become Absolutely. a member if any of our listeners are interested because we have all over the world from Australia to Canada, South America, we have everyone's listening. And my last question is going to be for you is, God, I've got so much different questions, but which one shall I ask? 
I've been asked my confidence <laughs> question, but you've already answered that kind of answer there. So, I mean, a lot of my audience is women, women in business, in 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 corporate world, they're working in male dominated dominated environments, and I feel a lot of them feel quite. They're not confident enough to really stand up for them or go do the job they want to do or get the book out or whatever that is. It just keeps holding, their confidence keeps holding them. What would your tip will be to just do it anyway? Well, how could they build that confidence? Well, that is a really good question. It's hard to generalize because I think there's something very real about the problem of being a woman in a male dominated environment it's not made up you know it, it is it is a problem like for example i i make sure that i never make the tea in meetings because at first in meetings i would always run to the kettle and say who wants a cup of tea like conditioned to do that but i realized it, it was kind of setting a tone about what i was there for and it was an unhelpful tone so it is a real problem I suppose my tip would be to, if you can, get to know the men individually, make allies in a way, and um, so that they they know you and bring your whole self to work so that you don't necessarily have to use every, every aspect of yourself, but have it available to, to put forward. Because I think a lot from, you know, previously I was a counsellor and I think a lot of people set conditions on their worth where they don't feel that one part of them would be acceptable or another part of them would be acceptable to show. But I think the more of you that you can show and, and bring to work, the better because the more people will trust you and the more you will be able to get support. And support is really important as well in for women in male-dominated environments, you need what we call male allies, you know, and um, you can <laughs> even ask them outright to be an ally and explain why, why you need that. Often it feels like there's a club that you can't be part of and the men in your environment need to be aware of that and need to sometimes have it pointed out to them about how they should adjust a little bit. At the same time, sometimes I need to adjust and I need to maybe do a bit more bants, you know, with them or, you know, I, I have a joke anyway with them, but I sometimes think it's that's a very important part of it, actually. And it's sometimes under undervalued. I don't know. But having bants with people and men, as in sharing a joke or two, really makes the path a bit smoother. True. I like that. I hope that helps. I don't know. I'm, I think uh, it's, you know, it's not just some. I was just thinking it's not just males. So sometimes we can feel intimidated by our female friends around us. It's just that the confidence. I just. I, I understand a lot of people lack off that when it comes to standing up for themselves or mm. wanting to pivot in their life. And and I just say, just do it. Because what worse could happen? Mm. You know, what worse could happen? And 
you can start again. If you start, let's say you're doing an interview series and you started the conversation and your words meant nothing, you can say, sorry, I don't know what I was saying there. Can I just start again? And then you can start again. And nobody's going to laugh at you. And if they do laugh at you, they're not your people. Absolutely. And it's Don't hang out with them. <laughs> I think a lot of it is about the choices. You know, you can choose to start again. You can choose one thing and then you can choose a different thing. Like it doesn't yeah. mean that that's that's the end of the uh, end of the road for you, does it? You can make a choice. Maybe it was the wrong choice. That's fine. You know, one thing I've learned from women footballers actually is that it's okay to to do something wrong. And that one of their phrases is "we go again." Like if they lose a match and they fail on the pitch, exactly, they'll say they'll support each other and they'll say, "We go again. We'll learn from our mistakes. We'll go again." And th- these are the some wonderful lessons that that are available to women as well as men from football, you know, that we've actually been excluded from for a while. And this is an important one about resilience, isn't it? About deciding to do something, doing it wrong. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And then deciding to try again, do a different thing. I mean, I've never never heard a football club close because they lost the game. Well, it's part of life, isn't it? It's yeah, they come back, and play the next game, next season. They keep going on and on and on. I haven't heard a football club or this, any club close because they lost a game. Yeah, and this is one thing that's really common for women to have to be perfect before they'll show up. You know, whether it's for a job, whether it's for um, you know a project they're on, or yeah. so, you know, it has to be just so. Whereas men can are used to winging it a bit more, and I think when you play a team sport such as football, it's the most popular sport in the world, um, you learn that you don't have to be perfect to give it a good go and that you don't have to be perfect to continue, you know? And I think these are these are wonderful lessons for girls and women in particular. I love that. I mean, the reason I share it because I held back all my potentials because I, I was waiting for the perfect time. I had to perfect my English, I had to perfect my knowledge, I had to perfect my um, education, I had uh, perfection and perfection and perfection. And I thought, that's never going to come. It just doesn't exist. And think what what we all would have lost if you had waited for it and not just gone for it, you know? Yeah. That's true. Thank you. (laughs) That's made my day. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Karen. This is great. I love talking to you and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did (laughs) I very much enjoyed talking to you thank you very much that's lovely thank you so much thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast please share it with your friends post about it and leave us a rating and review because it will help me reach out to so many other women who are looking to listen to that story of someone to help them achieve their goals. So here is to your confidence.